Welcome to season two of my podcast show, Heading to the Holy Land, how to prepare, plan, and pray for a life-changing journey. Everything you need to know to bring your group to Israel. But where do you start? What do you need to know? What must you do and when and how? Heading to the Holy Land podcast lays it all out for you simply and clearly, step by step. This podcast will equip you with all the practical information to enjoy a landmark journey of faith and heart. We will talk about everything you need to know. We will talk about financial planning, travel pointers, important legal matters, what to wear, ethical and even cross-cultural considerations, and many, many more things. Drawing on decades of my experience as a professional tour guide, in Israel, I will answer all your questions, even the ones you might not think to ask. Welcome everyone to episode number 48. Today we're going to talk about Israel's diverse population. You have to understand that the total population of the land of Israel today is 9.1 million. You have to know that 79% are Jews which we're going to learn all about the different Jewish population. Also, you have to understand that 17% are Muslims that come from Sunni or Shi'i Muslims, which we're going to learn about too today. And then less than 2% are Christians with all the different Christian denominations. And then we have another 2% of mosaic of religions, such as the Baha'i, the Druze, and the Samaritans, which we will learn about all today in this episode. But let us first start with the Jewish population. First, we're going to talk about the secular Jews, which they make up over 40% of the total Jewish population. Yes, as you heard, secular Jews. They hold on to their identity as a Jewish culture, but also mixed with modern society. So mostly they are atheists without the faith of their ancestors. And they partake in modern secular society and are not religious at all. Then we have the ultra-Orthodox Jew. Jews that are pro-religious and emphasize on studying the Torah. They are called in Hebrew the Haredim, in plural, or in single, Haredi Jews. And they regard themselves as the most religious ethnic group of Jews. And they are 13% of the Israelis Jewish population. And also you have to understand they have a very high birth rate. And because of that, their population is growing so quick. And some of these Haredi Jews do not recognize the state of Israel as legitimate. And also, they do not join the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces. So they do not join in the army of Israel. So this is a big issue in the Israeli society. Do Haredi Jews have to serve in the army or they don't have to serve? And mostly, most of the rabbis say they do not have to be serving in the Israeli army. Anyway, they are like a burden on the society. And they are mostly located in the following four religious cities in Israel. 
such as the highest population are in Jerusalem, Hebron, Tiberias, and Safed. Safed is for the Kabbalah, for the Haredi Jews, and it's very religious. We have also the national religious Jews, and they recognize the state as a legitimate entity, yet still desire for Israel to become a religious state totally as an ideology that combines Zionism and Orthodox Judaism. The two main ultra-Orthodox parties in the parliament are the Sephardic Shas, the Shas party, and the United Torah party, and both are extreme and right-wing. We have also what we call immigrant Jews, Jews from all over the world who made Aliyah to Israel. You know what is Aliyah in Hebrew? is the immigration of Jews from all over the world to the modern state of Israel. Also defined as the act of going up. When you do Aliyah, you go up, up where? Towards Jerusalem, making Aliyah by moving to the land of the Bible, of the Torah for them. And they are 37% of the population. So you can say that 37% of the Jews came from all diaspora, from all different parts of the world to live in Israel. Then we have another interesting sect. We call them the Palestinian Jews. Jews that lived in the land before the foundation of the state of Israel. And they do speak Arabic fluently. And you have to understand, after the war of 1948 and the establishment of the Jewish state, it was mandatory that these Palestinian Jews get Israeli citizenship. And the term Palestinian Jew has largely fallen into disuse, and they are in favor of the term Israeli Jew than a Palestinian Jew. Let us talk now about the Muslim population. 17% of Israel population are Sunni Muslims, which is by far the largest branch of Islam. And you have to understand that 90% of the world's Muslims are Sunni. What do the word Sunni means? It refers to the Prophet Muhammad and his followers goes all the way back according to Sunni tradition Muhammad designated Abu Bakr as his successor the first Khalif so the Sunni come from the word Sunnah which means following the religion which means following the behavior and the teachings of Muhammad and his successors then we have Shiite Muslims Shi'i and it's view it in a different way, which holds that Muhammad announced his son-in-law and cousin Ali to be his successor. And according to the Shi'i religion and the Shi'i view, that the successor should be from the family and the bloodline of the Prophet himself and not through his successors like the Khalifs. And there's a dispute between the Sunni Muslims and the Shi'i Muslims. Among the Sunni Muslims, we have what we call Arab Israelis. Arabs who own an Israeli ID and Israeli citizenship. And they 
designate themselves as Palestinians by nationality and Israeli by citizenship. I know it's so compiled, but I'm trying my best to explain for you the different diverse population of Israel. Now, others use the terminology, the word Israeli Arab. So this name refers to the fact that after 1948 war, these are the Palestinians that remained within the boundaries of Israel and they did not run away from their villages or towns or cities during the 1948 war. As a result, they stayed and because of that, Israel gave them and granted them the Israeli citizenship. So they are Arabs, they can be Muslims, they can be Christians, but they have the Israeli passport. And many of them have family ties to Palestinians, even in the West Bank and Gaza Strip, as well as to Palestinian refugees in all the Middle East, like Jordan, Syria, and Lebanon. Now, the Arabs living in East Jerusalem after the Six-Day War of 1967, that Jerusalem was annexed to be united with East and West, these Arabs were offered the Israeli citizenship, but most have refused, not wanting to recognize Israel's claim to Jerusalem. So they became what we call permanent residents. So they don't have Israeli citizenship, but they only have Israeli ID. So they kind of fold between the cracks. And you have to understand that Jerusalem, before it became Israel, it was with Jordan. So most of them have Jordanian citizenship. And many of them have nothing, only an ID with no citizenship. And they have the right to apply for citizenship. And they are entitled to municipal services and have municipal voting rights. But many of them did not agree to take the Israeli citizenship. So this is what we call them the 1967 Arabs of Jerusalem. So they recognize the state of Israel, but they have only something called permanent residency. Permanent residency with no citizenship. I know this is very compiled, but this is the situation. Actually, it's territorial. And then we have the Palestinians that they live in West Banks, Arabs, Muslims, and Christians. And when they live in West Bank, such as Bethlehem and other parts of West Bank, like Tulkarim or like Ramallah or other places, they do not have anything related to Israeli citizenship or any Israeli residence. They have what we call today the Palestinian passport, so they belong to Palestine. In general, there are three categories of Arabs living in the land of Israel, but it's all territorial. So we have the 1948, where they live mostly in the north of Israel. We have the 1967 Arabs, and we have also the Arabs that lives in Palestine. I am aware this is so confusing, but if you are confused, you are in the right place. Then we have the Arab Christians, which are the minorities in the land of Israel, less than 2%. They are around 
175,000 Christians living in Israel. And they are from a variety of different backgrounds and different denominations, such as the Roman Catholic, the Greek Orthodox, the Malachites, Anglicans, and many others. And you have to understand that the majority of the Arab Christians are Malachites, Greek, belongs to the Greek Church. And they are 42% of all the Christians. And then the other biggest Christian denomination is the Orthodox Christians, the Orthodox Church, which forms 30% of the Christian population. And, and we have then the Catholics, Christians, that they are only 13%. And we have less than 10,000 Maronites lives in Israel that belongs to the Maronite Catholic Church. And also, I am one of them that we recognize ourselves as the Aramean Christians, the indigenous followers of Christ. And then we have another 1,000 Assyrian Christians, belongs to the Assyrian Church, also known as the Chaldeans Christians, the ethnic group indigenous to the Middle East. And both the Maronites and the Assyrian Christians we are speakers of the Aramaic branch of the Semitic language. Actually, we speak the Eastern Aramaic and not the Galilean Aramaic of Jesus, but we can understand each other. So it's very interesting. Then we have the Coptic community, and there are around 1,000 Coptics in the land of Israel. Coptic Christians from Egypt, they trace their founding to the Apostle St. Mark. And the tradition holds that St. Mark brought Christianity to Egypt and founded the Coptic Church during the first century. It is one of the oldest Christian churches in the Middle East and was the first founded in North Africa. And we have also small branches of different Christian denominations and evangelical churches and evangelical Protestant Christians and mostly from the Baptist denomination. Then, the least, we have the Armenians. The Armenians are only 400 families that live in the Armenian quarter of the old city of Jerusalem. And all over Israel, there are around 10,000 Armenians. Armenians are the first people to believe in Christianity even before Emperor Constantine. And actually, the history of the Armenians is very interesting. The first century, Roman soldiers came from Armenia and that part of the world because Rome had occupied all the way to Turkey and Armenia and brought the soldiers with them to Jerusalem. And many soldiers became Christians after Jesus and they decided to stay in Jerusalem. And part of the Armenians' descendants are all the way back from these soldiers from the Roman Empire Let's talk now about the mosaic of religions of minority groups, such as the Samaritans. They are the Israelist smallest religious minority sect that live in the land. And actually, the Samaritans are the smallest religious sect that is ever found in the world. There are today 731 Samaritans only. They claim their descendants from the tribe of Ephraim and the tribe of Manasseh, the two sons of Joseph. And you have to understand that the Samaritans assimilated their descendants of the Assyrians 
and the residence of the Jews at the district of Samaria. Now, they consider themselves as original Jews and recognize their own version of the five books of Moses, plus the book of Joshua. And the present day population has been divided between West Bank and Israel. So there are Samaritans that lives in West Bank, such as on Mount Gerizim area, while those who lives in Israel are nearby the city of Cholon, which is outside Tel Aviv. And they have their own language, they have their own high priest, and we call it the Samaritan language. And they consider themselves the true followers of Moses' law. Anyway, we have also something called the Druze. The Druze is a monotheistic and Abrahamic religion based on the teachings of the Fatimite Khalif al-Hakim bi-Amrillah in the 11th century and also an ancient Greek philosophy that entered the religion. So they believe in incarnation of spirits. They believe in meditation. And they are offshoot of Islam, whose people have a secret religion. And they are loyal to the state of Israel because in their religion, they have to be royal to the government and obey the governments they are under occupation. Jethro of Midian is considered to be their prophet, Jethro, father of law of Moses, prophet Jethro. And they revere him as their spiritual founder and chief prophet. There are around 100,000 Druze in population, and mostly also in northern Israel. Druze, D-R-U-Z-E. And the religion is full of secrets. And they are very, very wise people. And they are very hospitable. And they are very welcoming. Anyway, also we have another minority that lives in Israel. The Bedouins. The Bedouins are Muslim tribes that historically inhabited the desert region in the Middle East. They are the indigenous people of the desert. Traditionally, they lived in tents or shacks or even houses with modern buildings once they used to move with their herds across so many areas in the Middle East looking for water and to graze their animals. There are both a traditional Bedouin and a modern Bedouin. A traditional Bedouin is someone like shepherds. They go out from the tents or from their shacks and graze their animals and there are the modern ones that had been assimilated with the modern society in the south of Israel, and they live in modern houses and go to universities and becoming educated. But you have to understand that the Bedouins are very, very hospitable people. They are very honest, and they are fiercely independent. And there are 200,000 Bedouins living in Israel. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for listening to this episode about the diversities of Israel population. And thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Twins Tours and Travel started a new season of teachings on Zoom. Free lessons on lectures and virtual tours on Zoom. So if you are interested, go to this website, www.wordpress.com.
walkingtheholyland.com and go to the place where it's written RSVP and book for your free Zoom lesson. And after you do RSVP, you're going to receive a link of your ID and password. And then you can be able to join these free classes, virtual tours from the land of Israel. Again, the website is www.walkingtheholyland.com and everything is for free. Or you can click on the details section of this episode and go down, scroll all the way and you will find the website link so you can click on it. See you soon.